Oh, you hear that? That is autumn coming full steam, barreling at you. Like a rhinoceros loose at the zoo, charging after a group of school kids. The NFL season is almost upon us. And for our final installment of the Fantasy Football Series, I'm back with my brother Brett as we preview the running backs and quarterbacks of the National Football League. Brett, how you doing, buddy? I wasn't doing great, but after that music, it's kind of hard not to be fully amped. <laughs> yeah, dude, want to keep that going? Dude, on, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, it's like... <laughs> and the, the victor goes to spoils. And there are <laughs> victors in this league. But there are also losers, like the lowly Detroit Lions. Every Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah, no, you, you, dude, you can't go wrong with NFL, NFL films music ever. All right, so for this list, dude, I, I kind of thought I was chalky on my first couple lips, lists, and I was like, you know, this running backs list is one, is one, where, one, where, one where I'm, I'm going to really kind of take some dart throws. This is not like a lot of experts' lists, but how often do experts' lists look like the final guys at the end of the season? Yeah, like in fantasy, it's generally all on opportunity and stuff, but... If you looked at like 50 experts lists, they're all about the same. Yeah. And, and none of them are correct. No. And they're, yeah, they're all just a bunch of guys re-ranking the eight, the average draft position. So it's like, what are you guys actually thinking about opportunity? And, and I really that- feel like there's like one list everybody grabs and then they just move, shuffle a little up, shuffle a little down. So I'm going to just give out a guy right now off at the top here that is going to basically going in last round of every draft. And that this is in the deep, like high stakes, super sharp drafts that I'm doing right now. So if you're just in a home draft with your friends or family, dude, this guy one hundred percent be available. Draft Snoop Connor from the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Trust me on this one. ETN's coming off a list, Frank. James Robinson's coming off an Achilles. Those are both usually career enders. And also, this is the only one of those running backs in that room that was drafted by this coaching staff that says a lot for the running back position so for my deep sleeper i'm going with snoop connor deep pull you like that huh i do like that that's like a super deep pull and i'm already like thinking i need to pick him up in one of my leagues <laughs> yeah dude no try I, i've been like in the last some of my best balls i've been trying to get him in the last round as many as i can lately because i just thought about it i'm like wait he's the running back that these guys drafted knowing that the other two guys are fucking damaged goods you know, people are high on ETN. I'm, I haven't drafted ETN once. If I'm so low on him, and I haven't really, I've taken James Conner, like James Robinson, like twice deep in five dollar best balls. If I'm so low on these guys, I'm high on Snoop Conner by default. It's like we've said in previous series. You know, like you can't be out on McCaffrey because he's injury prone and not in on De- on Foreman. Foreman. Yeah, like you gotta play both sides of your argument. You yes. know, if. Go with what you believe, but believe it both ways. Yeah, yeah, you can't like, yeah, it's you can't be a Rashad Penny and a Ken Walker guy. No, you're a truther one way or the other. And so, <laughs> and so, here's a couple guys that aren't didn't make my list that uh, I w- am a big Ken Walker guy and I'm a big Brian Robinson guy. Brian Robinson just got shot. Ken Walker is dealing with a hernia late in training camp, so they didn't quite make my list because I just don't know how effective they're going to be. But I have Brian Robinson on my fantasy team, and I was like. Dude, this guy's looking like he's going to be my RB2 to go with Aaron Jones. Man, I am stacked. I have Diggs and Jefferson to go with Josh Allen. I'm like, dude, this team is so stacked. 
I am so pumped for it. And then the guy gets shot like right after the fight, like where he's like become the clear number one in in camp. You know, I was like, you gotta be kidding me! I thought this was my deep sleeper from hell. Like, oh, dude. Uh, and the thing is, there's like no timetable for his return because it's not like a pulled hamstring. Well, no, they they put him on the NFI list or whatever, so he's has to miss the first four games by default. Yeah, but. You don't know if he's going to be no, back yeah. in game five or it, yeah, yeah it's it could like, be like week it's nine, not like a dude. hamstring or something that you know like timetables on. It's, yeah, no, it's this is basically the high ankle sprain of getting shot in the ass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he got shot actually. So uh, I don't want. I, and I shouldn't joke about that. It's going to, but uh, okay. So yeah, him, Ken Walker's got a hernia issue, but dude, I have him in so many leagues. Like almost every one of my thirty-five dollars super flex lineups. Me and Jack Decker drafted him in our football guys uh, championship lineup. Um, I have a bunch of the five dollar ones, like, but he, at the same time, I don't think I've drafted him before the ninth round or something like that. So it's like it's not really a lot. Like, I it's not a lot of sunken capital with this guy. It's just he he seemed to always be there when I was grabbing running backs, and so yeah. it was a fun guy to grab. And I always fall into that, that habit every year of a couple guys. I'm keeping a spreadsheet this year, where um keeping my track of my overall player exposure. And now we're getting close to the end of the season. Or like as the season starts, end like of the that. draft season, end of the draft <laughs> season, yeah. And I'm just like, oh fuck, maybe I have a little bit too much. Maybe you know, maybe I should do a few drafts real quick and just get some of these other guys just just to balance it out a little. But I got a couple sleepers I've been grabbing. Um, one is Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, McVeigh is already saying out of the Rams that they're using they're going to use two running backs. Yeah, both of and- them are going to be used. Akers is coming off the Achilles yep. and no running backs ever come off of the Achilles injury. And so Henderson's the most healthy Akers is going like in the fourth or fifth round. Whereas Henderson's going, you can always get him in the ninth yeah. and I've seen him falling to like the 11th and 12th. Yeah. I think I've seen him as even as like the 14th in some of these. So, I mean, yeah, yeah if you really want him, you can get him in the ninth every time. If you kind of miss, miss your chances yeah, at, at actually, running back. I actually have quite a bit of shares of him because anytime I've gotten Rams at the top, I, I used him as the running back in my stack builds from there. So I'll, think, did, like, I'll get him with did well. Cup or Allen Robinson. He's, yeah, he's always done well when he's played. He's just never really been durable to last the season. But in the 10th round pick, if I get four weeks out of him, I'm I'm good. And yeah, then exactly. the other guy is uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Miles Sanders did return back to practice today, but he, they're going around the same time. Like you could always get Gainwell in the ninth and he might fall to like the 12th or 14th. Um, but uh Miles Sanders did come back. Otherwise, he was looking like a superstar. But they have, like, the best O-line over there. And while he's, like, a pass-catching back, and he's going to be used in that role even with Sanders healthy, he could do it all. He's yep. he's not – like, a lot of thoughts people have are, like, like A.J. Dillon. He's a bruiser. He's a goal line back because he's huge. No, dude could catch passes. Yeah. Like, these guys can kind of do it all. So he, well, he's a guy who could run between the tackles and he can make Eagles, things happen. Uh, friend of the show, an Eagles super fan, Sean Stacking the Money Green, swears that Gainwell is going to be like the man this year. And like, like yeah. he's going to be the featured back, basically. And like, like you said, in, they basically got the best O line in the league. And on top of that, it's a run first, like, f- offense where it's like him and dude, Gainwell with Jalen Hurts running like fucking. Uh, uh, zone option like in the goal in the in the red zone that's fucking gnarly dude you don't have to try to defend that and there's there's some positive regression and touchdowns owed to that running back group yeah dude as a whole like, you know jordan like howard, last year jordan howard, got all of the touchdowns yeah, and like jordan howard i think led the running backs in touchdowns with like yeah. hardly any carries it was the weirdest i think miles sanders had the most carries with like 
He had zero touchdowns or had, one I touchdown think he had or something. Zero touchdowns left. Yeah, he had. Z- I think it was the most carries for no touchdowns. And I would say that's like Miles Sanders. That would be the case for him, though. Is like it's impossible for him to have zero touchdowns again this year. But I just think I think Gainwell's going to end up taking up for that feature role. Now I have a guy who didn't make my list, and he's on almost every other list. But I'm like, nah, dude. This is the year. He's definitely. He's not going to end the year in the top 24. So I'm not going to put him in my top 24. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. Like he, dude, he did not make my top twenty-four. I kind of went out of my way to be like, no, I'm not putting him on there. But then as I was filling it out, I'm like, oh yeah, I like all these guys more than him. Like I, I, I don't think he's going to average more than three and a half yards a carry. That Dallas O line is not what it used to be, and he's older, so the O line's worse, and he's slower, dude. That's not a good recipe for older running back that's on the on the decline. It's not like Curtis Martin who kept getting better and better O-lines in front of him in New York in his final years and he was able to extend his career a little. This is the exact opposite of that, dude. Yeah, and then the latest things out of Dallas are that the team's just not trying to win this year. Yeah. No, they're, they're totally punting, dude. They're in salary cap hell. Um, And a guy who didn't make my list on it, that team, though, is Tony Pollard, and we'll get to that in just a minute. <laughs> There we go. All right. You want to start first with your first, uh, your number 24? My number 24 is the guy we just talked about, Miles Sanders. Um, he's getting the first crack at the position. He, We just talked about it. He had zero touchdowns last year. Uh, he's not going to carry the ball that many times and not get any touchdowns. So he's due for some positive touchdown regression. And, uh, you know, like behind that old line, he's getting first crack at it. Yeah. Who knows how things play out, but if I'm drafting, I want to get a guy I know. Gainwell, I like late because you're it costs yeah, you nothing. You, you, you get him nothing, yeah. Exactly. But uh, you know, by like the fifth, sixth round, if I didn't have an RB two, um, I would be good to go with Miles Sanders week one, knowing he has the. He almost made my list here, and like you said it there, I think the thing with him, the number one thing is positive touchdown regression. Like he, there's yeah. no way he gets zero touchdowns this year. So yeah, all right. My number twenty four is Elijah Mitchell, San Francisco. Um. I would have him higher, a lot higher if this is a best ball like like list, but this is for like all kind of encompassing fantasy. And in the Shanahan system, you just never know what guy's going to pop each week. <clears throat> and so it's, it's like hard for me to put him any higher, especially with Jeff Wilson like knocking on the door right now. And, yeah. and like, like, honestly, if you really want to attack the San Francisco running back committee in your fantasy draft, you might just want to wait. I just had to talk about this team, though. So I put him on yeah. this list. Um, yeah. You might want to just wait to like the 13th and 15th round, grab Tyrion Davis Price, Jeff Wilson, and roll the dice with that. You know? Yeah. I, I got a Mitchell at 21 just because of everything you're saying. They call him Drano because they say he hits the hole yeah. and he's through. And now it. all of a sudden, Trey Sermon looks like he's out of the doghouse there. So, I mean, there's four candidates for he, Gary. He there. got cut today. Oh, did he? Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. All right. No, that, like, that's, though, I was just going to say is that. You can't trust anything at a Niners camp because they just they have the worst beat reporters. Like yeah. every piece of information they give you is just wrong. All you're hearing is hype about he's actually looking like the best guy out of this group. And all it is is that's what the staff is feeding him to try to get some trade value. Yeah. But if you could trade an NFL running back, you might as well just start selling snow to Eskimos because like <laughs> or Inuits. Let me be proper here. But I mean, it's, it's that kind of situation. You know, go sell sand in the desert. No, yeah, and uh, I yeah, I told you, okay, so uh, was that your number 23? That was my number, Elijah Mitchell's my number 21. Okay, okay. But since you were talking about yeah, it, yeah. I just then, like, I just, we, and... San Francisco is one of the, the most run-heavy teams in the league, so we got to have a little, we got to talk about them for a couple minutes on this. Like, yeah. like, there's a way to approach that backfield in fantasy drafts, and we both have Elijah Mitchell at the very end of that, 
because of what we're saying of all the dude you just dude i mean i can make an argument in certain deeper formats that kyle jusek the fullback is actually a viable fantasy fucking like like late yeah. roster ad like trey trey lance coming in at quarterback who knows how much he's gonna run the ball in debo samuel yeah, there's reasons thing. that like but like if it wasn't for that stuff he'd be a top 10 guy for me for me you know? yeah for me too for sure yeah because i think he's that good yeah, this has nothing to do with where I think these guys are talent-wise. All right, uh, number 23. Number 23 is Kareem Hunt. Ooh. Uh, like no, he's he's all okay, he's not even the starter there. He's behind Chubb. But those guys play well together. And mm. at the end of the day, this offense with Brissett is not going to be getting first downs. He almost, they're gonna, yeah. he almost they're made go- my list there. And I, you're right. Like, uh, But, like, one of the things is this is one of the few, like, kind of with the uh, Green Bay situation where these guys both get on the field together. Yeah. They're they're both RB2, like top 24 guys in my mind. I mean, he's always been that when he's on the field, even in this role. And I think with Brissette, they're really going to stack the box to stop Chubb, and it's going to be a lot of two-minute drill, third down, check down to Hunt, because Brissette loves to check down to tight ends and running backs. Uh, I actually, okay, so... I probably I was thinking about Kareem Hunt in this spot actually, and I was also thinking about Miles Sanders in this spot. But I actually went with Cam Akers, and I dude, I don't know, like you said, the Achilles last year they kind of rushed him back from that. Who really knows? But the Rams' offense is just so high powered. If they are going to make him have a prominent role still, it, it there there's something to grab in fantasy drafts. Yeah, the thing is, it's like Miles, like we said with Miles Sanders and him here, and the, with Gainwell and Henderson. If you draft Gainwell, you can't start him week one. No, it might take a minute for him to have that role that you could trust. Same with Henderson, but you know, Acres and Sanders are going to get the first crack at it. And with the offense and everything, I think the Rams have like a chance. week eight bye week coming off the top of my head. Like Henderson could be the guy that really pops after that. But yeah. that, that's the kind of guy that wins you a league. If he's popping in the second half during your playoff run. So, I mean, there's a, there's ways of approaching it. Okay. Yeah. Um, who do you have number 22? 22. You just mentioned him, A.J. Dillon. Oh, yeah. I like him a lot. I have a little higher, but yeah, go ahead. So, I, I think it's like a 50-50 chance that A.J. Dillon actually outperforms Aaron Jones this year. For some reason, they've never really bought into Aaron Jones there, and all he's done is perform. And no, he's an like, I love Aaron monster. Jones and his talent. I have him ranked a lot higher, but this, like if, if AJ Dillon was the best back out of that field in fantasy and re- I think he is in reality. And if he was in fantasy this year, I wouldn't be surprised, but when he's not getting first crack at it, I, I couldn't well, rank him higher. I have Aaron Jones listed the ridiculously high on my list and I'll get into a while later, but like, I do think AJ Dillon can still be, cause I have, I have Dillon number 18. I think he could legit be an RB one this year, and that's why I have him that high. I think he could be a top twelve running back. I but I also think that that offense could have two top twelve running backs. So, yeah, um, when when they say when you lose targets and they lost a lot of targets in Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, it doesn't just necessarily transfer over to other receivers. There's always an uptick in targets to running backs. So I think you could see like Aaron Jones in the slot a lot. I think he might even be wide. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think so he could I, actually be a wide receiver this year. And so you're kind of getting a roster glitch in PPR formats. And that's why I have Aaron Jones yeah. so high. And we'll get into that a little later when we get to him. But uh, in my number 22 spot, and like, yeah, but just a little bit more on Dylan. 
But yeah, I do think he is going to get a lot of goal line stuff. But yeah, he can also catch the ball. He can do a lot of different things. And it's just to me with the reason why I'm so high on Aaron Jones too is like, dude, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. I think Aaron Rodgers is starting to get trust in AJ Dillon. And so I, when there's guys he trusts, they get featured in this offense. And so, yep. yep. Like, okay, number 22, I have Chase Edmonds. Um, and he's kind of climbing um, in my mind of like, oh, man, this guy could be having a monster year in Miami running that, that Shanahan system that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But there, there's some question marks there. Like, they got rid of Sony Michelle. Uh, Raheem Moster is a walking Band-Aid. But, dude, yeah, I think Chase Edmonds could be really popping this year in Miami. So the Chase Edmonds is higher for me. He's number 17. And from pro football focus analysts of when he ran the zone system, the system they're going to be running primarily this year, he was the best running back in football last year. Yeah. I, better I, better I, than I, everyone at running that play. And he was splitting time with James Conner last year. I don't know. I could see him like, like legit be, dude, he could be the, this year's like Cooper cup. Where he has I like think a he crazy... was averaging seven yards a carry running. They didn't yeah. run it a lot in Arizona, but when they did, he was averaging. That's why the first thing he did was that was the first signing they did before Tyreek, before anything, before Mostert. Well, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's a guy, honestly, that like, and it's just like, I'm not sold on completely sold on Miami. Like, who knows how all those pieces are going to work with Tua at, at the, as a general. But like, I really think, dude, he could. We could be seeing like a 1,600 yard, 15 touchdown rushing season with receiving upside from him this year, big time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he he's a guy I'm targeting in the sixth round as my RB two. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a monster. All right, who do you got? Number 21. Number 21. I'll have Elijah Mitchell. We already covered Where him. Okay, I have Brees Hall from the Jets, and the only reason why I don't have him higher, and you already kind of said this about Dylan, but it's not that he can't catch the ball. He can. He's very good receiver out of the backfield. But Michael Carter's a really good receiver out of the backfield there for the Jets. And this is another one of the situations where he would be a lot higher on my list. But, like, I kind of like – I haven't really drafted him much because I do like drafting Michael Carter in the 15th round, knowing I'm going to get that, like, third down, like, catch it. Like, like he's going to be the two-minute drill guy where the Jets are fucking constantly behind, and he's going to get, like, seven garbage catches for a 15-point game. Yeah. Uh, I think the, he his value goes up with Flacco at quarterback to start the season, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, with the MILF hunter out on the fucking broken <laughs> dick or whatever he's got. Brees bang, Hall didn't make my list. Mom's friends. <laughs> Brees Hall didn't make my list, and it's just one of those things where, like, I the Jets have all the weapons, and I, I just can't believe in them. You yeah. know, like... No, I hear that. Uh, I, I kind of think their line's a little bit better than people think. And yeah, but... Here's the thing is, I think this guy has a potential to pop early in the season because Flacco back there and just yeah, having a veteran like 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 you I could... think they have a top 10 line. They got receivers everywhere, you know, like a veteran if... that knows how to lean on the running game to start the season. If he just gets rolling in the right direction, I think it could end up being a really big year for him. If you put all of those players in Patriots jerseys, I'd be drafting them like six rounds higher each. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so who do you got number 20? Number 20, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All right, all right. He didn't quite make my list, but I think he is a big breakout candidate potential because, like, he was, what, dealing with a spleen issue last year? Yeah, like, at one point, it's like, am I making excuses for this guy or, or what's happening? But, like, he was supposed to be the hotness coming out as a rookie and didn't quite live up to it. And then it's like he had spleen issues, lost weight. 
and there's nothing special about him other than the fact that he's a starter in an amazing offense that lost a ton of targets yeah. in Tyreek Hill. And um, so I have him on my dynasty, so I hope you're right. <laughs> like, if you just look at talents, Brees Hall, Dude, I love as a honestly, talent way more than I'll Clyde say this. Delaire. I notice I kind of shit on guys I have a lot of uh, in drafts already. Because I'm like, oh, they're going to suck. I'm not going to put them on there and look like a double asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I just, like, he, down here, to me, like, again, if he was my RB2, I'm not hating it, you know? Yeah. Um, there's That I, offense is going to be good. and I do think Isaac Pacheco makes things a little interesting there. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know I'm a huge Isaiah Pacheco guy. Oh, yeah. And also... Uh, Who's the other guy there? Jarek McKinnon. I think he could Derek have a McKinnon. role. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. So number 20, I have Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans, who could be this year's big breakout running back, rookie running back. I mean, I, I just have, I have two back-to-back there in Hall and Pierce. I feel like one of those guys is going to blow up because yeah. Ken Walker was my guy before. And James Cook almost made my list. Same with Devin Singletary. But Buffalo is just so loaded with Josh Allen getting those goal line rushes that i was yeah. kind of i kind of stayed away from that for this list marlon mack got cut and re-signed to the scout team so there is no question who the yeah, starter Rex is burkhead there. still kicking around for some reason in this like hey dude it was like how yeah. long has he been playing dude like ah, dude too long um burkhead uh is probably gonna take some pass catching work away but um if you've watched any of damian pierce run the guy Dude, he looks like he's NFL I'm, I'm ready. Telling everybody right now, fucking do it. Get out there and get that thirty to one Texans win the division bit. I have a piece of that. that the is, Texans aren't as bad as people want to. No, believe. they're not. And like, dude, if you look at the win totals for the teams in that division, they're grouped a lot closer together than the odds are. And that's a fucking anomaly. If the if they think that the wins are going to work out this way, but the chances of the division this way. So no, I had Texans thirty to one because, dude, they had the bet, dude. Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, and the you know, and the young quarterbacks. I do. I think Davis Mills might be the best quarterback in that division compared to Matt yeah. Ryan and Tannehill. Like, dude, like for reals, dude. Like, yeah, that that's not a ridiculous statement. And Lovey Smith is going to run the ball to a fault. I do. No, he, you know, he's like, a win. he wants like, to win. <laughs> all right, we're, we're he wants to run more. It's like we're down seventeen in the second quarter. Passing ain't gonna fix this problem. Run the ball, dude. Yeah, no. I, so that uh, Damian Stay Pierce, the course. I'm a, I'm a big Damian <laughs> Pierce fan. So yeah. All right, who do you got? Number nineteen. Number nineteen, I have Travis Etienne. Um, his whole uh, rookie campaign was derailed. Everything I'm reading is he's super explosive out of camp, and I think the biggest benefit is that he was injured and didn't have to like get a. <laughs> get urban mired last year yeah i mean so like not, I, I everyone else that. had to take a step back while they just deal with that yeah. and he he got a step forward by get by not being there to step backwards with that, everybody. that medical red shirt <laughs> ended up working out for him there yeah he did not yeah. there i mentioned like i'm i'm high on snoop connor uh yeah etn didn't quite make my list there but no if he's as explosive as they say dude all all the better number 19 uh i did go the guy wearing a patriots jersey here ramondre stevenson and he's the guy who's kind of climbing up my list, too, now that James White's fucking retired, where they're saying he's going to be in the James White role, but he's also probably going to be their goal line guy. And it's like, if he's going to like be... James White and LeGarrette Blunt's that's, body, That's, that's exactly what I was going to say, dude. <laughs> if they're going to run him as James White slash LeGarrette Blunt, where we've seen what both those guys can do as fantasy guys, like viable fantasy options in that offense, 
holy shit, this guy could be incredible, dude. Like, and, yeah. And, and Damian Harris, like his competition in that field, I'm a fan of him. I have him on a dynasty team, but like at the same time, dude, he had 15 touchdowns this year. That's bound to regress, especially with Stevens. Like, dude, uh, I think the, the one weakness in his game really might be pass protection, but there's ways they can scheme around that. You know, Rook, they they said he's been. Belichick praised him um, for his passing game, and not he doesn't mean being a pass catcher. He means he, pass yeah, blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and exactly what um, so that's a huge thing. This guy is just a freak, freak athlete. Do you have him he on your a, list? Uh, he's not on my list and in the top twenty four. But it's like I just feel like I have blinders on because I like him so much. I know, I know. You know what I mean? I, I want. Like, I almost wanted to put him like number ten to be honest, straight up, dude. Because like rookies he, don't don't play. Rookie running backs do not play under Bill Belichick. No, and so he's his second year now, and he's dude. And he like missed a uh, like a meeting early in the year. Like that that usually gets you. Well, cut, and, he had, and he had that fumble too early, and like and, and even still, he got forced on the field, and he just produced. Like yeah. he's just too good to deny. Yeah. The thing that scares me. Is I get Matt Patricia calling plays. I know with Joe like, Judge, dude. I know. Like this offense. But dude, is uh, he like, hey, is he play caller proof though? With his, that skill set, he and might that size. Be. And the know? thing is, is it might be just check down city where he's getting ten targets a game. Because that's, that, that's what I think could end up happening. Third and long. Me and Kramer just took him on our football guys lineup, and he's our back, number running back too. And I'm just like, dude, with Aaron Jones, and I'm like, this could be special if it works yeah, out. Yeah, right. like. like I just I, I honestly see week one like Miami blowing out the Patriots and then Bill Belichick just being like, all right, you guys are no longer calling plays. Keep the coffee hot. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, dude, go go fucking round up the tackling sleds. Or whatever. All right. Uh, who do you got? Number 18. Number 18. I have the guy that Zeke Elliott. And it's basically just this. Jerry Jones is going to give that guy 15 touches a game and you don't get running backs that are guaranteed 15 touches a game. I know now you I, say Jerry Jones, isn't the head coach, I but know. no, he like, I think McCarthy just straight said, um, like, oh, I forget. You, you want to hear one of those? Like, inter- I defer, I defer to, like, you want to like, hear one of those interesting things with the Cowboys this season is their win total set at like 10 and a half. But on the first coach to get fire odds, McCarthy's like number two or number three on the lowest lo- odds list. Like, like, yeah. like one of the most. So, like, how can they be considered like on the like a double digit win team if you're at ten and a half? You, you know, like they're assuming yeah. they're right around double digits. How the hell is he also the first coach to get fired? It's because of fucking what you exactly what you just said, about yeah. Jerry Jones. I, I um, really think that they're trying to tank this season and Pollard's the back of the future. And so they're just going to run the wheels off of Zeke. I could see that. And, and have, I mean, I could see him McCarthy. averaging like 2.9 yards per carry, like late Eddie George style. Or like a uh, Frank Gore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where like, he's getting 20 carries for 60 to 70 yards a game. And if he falls in the end zone, like it, it's going to be ugly. It's one of those guys where you put in your lineup and you just don't watch the game. Yeah. You, you know, like, yeah, you just check the score <laughs> later, dude. Uh, okay. So I had AJ Dillon in this spot. And then for my number 17, I have Tony Pollard. So we'll kind of say just on the subject here since yeah. I'm skipping AJ Dillon, but I took Tony Pollard over Zeke in this spot. Cause like, yeah, like you said, he is the back of the future there. And just, I think, uh, once again, because with Amari Cooper leaving there, 
we were saying when a big time receiver leads, there's targets to go around. And I think he's going to be the beneficiary of that. And so I think in PPR leagues, like if it's in standard leagues, yeah, I'd probably put Zeke in the spot instead. But I'm, I, it's 2022. If you're not playing PPR, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony Pollard's by far the more talented back. I just feel like this whole scheme. He's got big play potential. Oh, like, yeah. I think this whole, this is all by design just to get, um, What's his name from the Saint who left the Saints? Sean Payton. Sean Payton over here. Um, It'd be so funny year. if you spurned him for the Dolphins after fucking McDaniel's. Like if McDaniel's just flames out after one year and they and because he was almost going to go there with Tom Brady. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. that was the whole plan. The and plan, then yeah. like they, their racist practices just nuked the whole thing. Yeah, their fucking owner was like, "Wait, what? We might be good. I want to be a bigot." Like, it, was... <laughs> <laughs> it was actually that was Bill Belichick playing chess, pretending like, "Oops, I texted the wrong Brian." <laughs> um. So, who do you have in the number seventeen hole? Where I just said Pollard. So. I had Ch- Chase Edmonds. So okay, we discussed yeah. him earlier. Yeah, and... yeah, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, and honestly, I, I I should probably have him up around there. Like, he's a fucking beast. Um, all right. Um, number okay, number sixteen. Who do you got? Nick Chubb. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I have him a little higher, but go on. Nick Chubb is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. If I was ranking running backs by talent, he'd be a top five guy, but and here's on a long history of Georgia running backs just tearing it up in the NFL. Yeah, Todd Gurley, he, Herschel Walker, fucking uh, who he is doesn't it? get targets. Terrell this Davis. Is, uh, this is 2022. Uh, it's PPR world, and he's just that guy that, as much as you want to hate on him, he's a top 12 guy every year. Yeah, I, I actually have him at number 12, and the reason is is I do think he's going to be an RB, like one of the top 12. I, I think he, if you have him as your number one running back this year, you, you, you're doing all right. He mm-hmm. he is one of those guys that like, and especially with just the uncertainty with like Jacoby Brissett starting games. Um, yeah, they brought in Amari Cooper. There's just a lot of weird pieces there. I think he's the one constant, and I think they're going to lean on him very hard. Yeah, if Watson was there the whole year, I would probably have him number eight. But I yeah, just yeah, yeah, like totally. He's going to be going against stacked boxes, but he's also like Derrick Henry, and yeah, that dude. these guys without catching passes and just getting twenty carries a game will beat you down and win in the end. Yeah. Um, all right, we're moving right along. I have J.K. Dobbins in that spot. Um, if he's, I think he's. It looks like he's healthy. I've been reading the reports and everything. And if if he's healthy, that Baltimore run first offense with Lamar Jackson, like, dude, this is like a similar situation to what we just said with Chubb, but with a healthy Lamar Jackson who's on a man on a mission. And I just put a Lamar today. I just put a Lamar Jackson, um, eight plus eighteen to one bet to win the MVP this year. Like I, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I heard, I read he was on my list and I dropped him off because I read he noticeably was like limping off the field today, and I am just terrified of. You know what it was? Because Kramer, uh, me and Kramer have been talking about him a lot. Uh, it was his he had to adjust his pads. Oh, so I don't know. <laughs> it, it it scares the crap out of me, and also the fact that they when they signed Drake, I'm like. Is that because Gus Edwards isn't? Back I think as that's soon? exactly what it is. Or is it Mike because Davis. Dobbins? Um, I think Dobbins is the guy, but yeah, I'm happy to be wrong on him because I hate the Ravens. Yeah, no, but <laughs> no, it's I just, hope I'm wrong. I, I think that's kind of what it is here too. I'm kind of putting the curse on him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't hate where you put him, but I just I can't draft him there. Like 
Yeah, and I don't have many shares of him, but it's one of those things where I, dude, a guy in a run first offense for I, I don't I I think he he could be a big breakout guy this year. He, he could be, hey, put it this way, he's not the devil's guy to put a comeback player of the year bet on. No, not at all. And, and the thing is, is J.K. Dobbins to me, you're getting him in the third or the fourth versus like Chase Edmonds in the sixth or the seventh. I just can't grab him. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. I'm all over Chase Edmonds. Hey, I'd rather get, I'd rather get Chase Edmonds in the sixth and uh, James Cook in the eighth or ninth. And I'm yeah. I'm way happier with what I. What he's in the wide receiver dead, or he's in the running back dead zone, and there's so many good wide receivers there's going. Like you're so getting Portland's, like you could get Sutton instead of you know I'll and do that all day. Honestly, like I, I, the, in the high stakes build, me and Kramer are doing, dude. Like I think we've kind of tapped into format. You get an elite pass catcher in the first round because dude, you can get an Aaron Jones. You can get a pretty damn good run. Uh, Joe Mixon. There's a lot of really good running backs in the second round. And then you keep loading pass catchers, and then you oh go my, back to the running yeah. backs a little later, and, and, and you get you, and then you also get yourself an elite tight end and elite wide receiver or quarterback. So, yeah. you, and so basically, what we're doing is we're drafting seven running backs. We have that Aaron Jones stud in the second, so we're just trying to find out of the other six one guy we can run out there each week with all wide receivers at our flex spots. I keep drafting so high. I've been like first and third, and so. If I don't get a running back there, there's none left. There's none, the yeah, the it's not, yeah, it's just the way and the board. So I've been going I, a different way where I get that top running back, and then the next four rounds I'm getting receiver. Then yeah. I'm getting my Chase Edmonds, Stevenson, AJ Dillon. If this one we're doing, I can't believe we had third pick overall. We got Justin Jefferson and Aaron Jones balanced back to us in the second. I mean, it was yeah, that's a score. That it was just that's a score. And then we got Tyreek in the third. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, so it's like, dude, that's just like okay. Uh, I, I'm feeling really, and then I'll, I'll show you the line. I'll sign you the line of you because it's so ridiculous right now. All right. Um. Anyway, getting off topic. Uh, number fifteen. Who you got? David Montgomery. Ooh, I like him. Possibly. I did trade for Khalil Herbert, his backup in a league. Cause... Yeah, Herbert is very impressive, and he does scare me. But um, I heard news like a week ago that they're all in on Montgomery as the workhorse. It's the last year of his contract, right? Last year of his contract. That's the thing. Gonna... Is I, that's why I, I traded for Herbert now. Cause I was like, if I trade for him now, like later, like I, or I did it earlier, way earlier in the off season. Cause I'm all, once people realize it's Montgomery's final year and they're running him out so they can run Herbert out there next year, his value is going to be going up pretty big. And Montgomery was good last year and about the worst case scenario Horrible. with Nagy and everything. Yeah. So, if he's the same, he justifies this 15 ranking. Um, if things get any better, they can't get worse in yeah. my mind. I have him. And, on, I don't have him on my list, but yeah, I, I'm a, I'm okay with that. There, that's that's not a problem. I have James Connor in the number 15 spot. He led the league last year, I believe, on carry yards per carry on carries inside the 10 yard line. Some weird stat like that that I saw, where it's just like, dude, like he he can put it in the fucking end zone. He's one of the handful of guys just because of circumstance that I think can get 20 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he, he can. I mean, they got rid of chase Edmonds and even with Edmonds out there, he still uh, put he up. Huge number. Yeah, he was still and, a legit starter fantasy starter last year with no Edmonds. And now he's, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm seeing something there this year. Then they brought in Daryl Williams and they were saying he might be traded or cut, you know, and he didn't get cut, but uh, I have James Conner actually up at 13. Yeah. Um, high powered offense. He doesn't seem to have much competition. And I think it's a weak um, division this year too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I even I mean, even though I had two the two teams from the NFC championship game in it last year, <laughs> I, I it's just circumstances I just don't you know, I don't know. So yeah, we're we're both high on James Conner. So that means grab him. Yeah. All right, number fourteen, who do you got? 
I got Saquon Barkley. Ooh, I, yeah, I got him number eleven. So yeah, uh, yeah. We're, once again, we're kind of in the same range here. Um, go, you go first, and then I'll say my piece. There. Um, uh, Barkley said this year that he. Here's the thing about Barkley. He doesn't want to get hit. And they, he said this year, he's like, I haven't been lined up in this many different spots since college. They understand, just get this guy the ball in space and let him work. They're not going to try. They were trying to Gettleman him and make him do things he, he's not comfortable doing. They're just going to try to get him the ball in space and let him work. Well, yeah, like, you know what I've noticed is he's one of those guys that's so, so super athletic. He's not great at, like, r- running behind blockers and stuff. No. Like he's like, he's not the patient running back that like like Le'Veon Bell was perfect at that at like being really patient waiting for that right little lane and then just grabbing that five six yards and just grabbing yeah. that five six yards. Whereas Saquon's so athletic, he's always thinking he can go to the house. So if you like, I think they're going to be using him in a lot of passing situations. Like like they're going to yes. a lot of screens. Like I wouldn't even surprise they go three wide on one side and him solo out to the other, where you give him that quick yeah. screen pass and he makes one guy miss and he's gone. And just like sweeps and just different things, tosses, get him the ball out in space, let him make someone miss and go well, to the house. And I think the best thing about the going for the Giants this year is they now have a modern NFL coaching staff calling the plays on offense. And yes. I, dude, they have not had that ever. <laughs> so. Yeah, he'll never be the guy who got a hundred passes from Eli Manning again, but he's gonna be. He's he could easily get sixty, sixty catches, and in PPR like. And then, like, like I said, anytime he touches the ball, he honestly, not, I, I think a lot of guys can't break. I think he can get close to 100 catches this year. I really do. There's, there's only like six or seven running backs that can break 90 yard touchdown runs. Yeah, and you look it's at his not injury. a lot of also them. too. Like people say his injury history, it's true, but his injury history is like freak shit. Yeah. It's not like like he wears down in the course of a game. It's what was the last year he stepped on a room. A teammate stepped on his foot, or he stepped on someone's yeah. foot, like tweaked his ankle. Like, because yeah, they put him where he, he doesn't want to get touched. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. it's very weird stuff. So yeah, I I'm pretty high on Saquon actually. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, I should have grabbed him more early when he was before he kind of started climbing up boards. Uh, I have number Leonard Fortnette, number fourteen. Um, uh, dude, it's, it's hey man, you're you're a veteran running back that can catch balls, and you play with Tom Brady. You're probably going to put up some fucking points, dude. Yeah, like, that's all. I think that's all I need to say about him. People got scared off of him because he came into camp thirty pounds overweight. He'll be fine. But the the only thing that scares me about that is that this guy has leg problems, and that was a lot of wear and tear to be walking around with that he didn't need to in the offseason. I do he's like gonna, Rashad. I do like Rashad White too, though. I do like he's going to lose the there. weight. Um, I he, like. Tom Brady is like one missed pat like pass blocking assignment from White never playing in this league again. Yeah. Like he is not out here. Dude, my favorite Tom Brady the other day is just like, man, I'm 45. I got a lot of shit going on. It's like, oh my god, he's human. Like that's yeah. the most real thing he's ever said. <laughs> yeah. like, he ain't here for fucking fuckery. And Ronald Jones is out of town. Uh, he's got the backfield to himself, and I have him at number 12 actually. So yeah, we're. Yeah, I think we're good. This is where we're going to start getting our lists are going to start getting pretty similar, like guys in the same range. stuff. Yeah, I just think, uh, dude, yeah, Tom Brady trusts him. And I think like like we were saying with like the guys on the Green Bay, it's like, dude, when when those, especially Brady and Rodgers, when those guys trust you, you're going to be a fantasy relevant guy, like a big time fantasy relevant guy. Like, yeah. And uh, so let's keep moving. Number 13. Who do you got? Uh, I got James Conner. So we just, so talked, we just about talked about him. Okay, I got Javante Williams. Um. I, I think uh, Russ, dude, like, 
Russ wants to cook, and so I'm higher. I think I'm higher on Cortland Sutton and Bible study connection with Russ in the passing game. But I do think Javante. I do think Javante is going to eat in this defense in this offense. I think so. that's a rising tide lifts all ships situation. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah exactly. It's just going to be more scoring opportunities. Uh, Javante Williams broke more tackles than like anybody last year in the NFL. Yeah, and, and, and that's splitting fifty fifty with Melvin Gordon. And I, kinda, I think he's going to yeah, get a bigger share this year. Melvin Gordon came back kind of by default because like nobody there no one wanted it was him. like hey let's just offer him like two million he'll never take that he'll go somewhere else wait no one offered him anymore all mm-hmm. right i guess we have him as, i mean you could never have too much depth there but i think it's gonna be the javante williams show i think he's gonna get more like 60 percent of the work and i think melvin gordon's worth drafting late so yeah like I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. But I, yeah, I do. I just think Javante Williams, man. Like, like well, you said, clearly nobody believes that this is going to be a fifty-fifty backfield because Melvin Gordon's going like in the ninth and tenth, and Javante Williams is going in the second. When it comes down to it, like at the end of the day, really, and like I, I haven't, I don't have any Raider running backs on this list, but I do like both Zamir White and I. I here's the thing: is I think there is going to be a Raider running back that pops this year. Is it going to be Josh Jacobs getting the wheels ran off of him in the final year of his contract? Or is Amir Wright, the rookie, going to fucking just explode? Or is Amir Abdullah really yeah. going to take this James White role? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, is McDaniel's but, just going to bring the Patriots running back fuckery over yeah. here with him? But, or, or are we going to have a fucking defined situation by week four? I do, I do yeah. think there's going to be... I do think, though, in the AFC West, getting as many guys from those teams as possible, because I think there's going to be a lot of shootouts there in that division. Yeah. So... The more guys from the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers you get, the, I think the better off your roster will be overall, especially in those weeks where they're playing each other. Because, I mean, that's yeah. worth starting every guy you have possible in that game because you could be seeing high scores. So They have a really weak early season schedule, too. All right. They're playing, like, Seattle right away. Yeah, it, dude, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, dude, but you do it's so awesome, dude. Russ versus the Seahawks fucking game one, dude. Then Baker so against awesome. uh, the Carolina. Baker going we, against, yeah, the and, Browns. And also Deshaun's first game back is against the Texans, week 12. The week 12. Yeah. It's so, also a Drew Locke revenge game. He just can't get on the field to play this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, number 12. I have Nick Chubb, so we already talked about him, but who do you got there? I got Leonard Fournette. Just talked about him, yeah, too. So, so. Okay. Number 11. I got Saquon. We already talked about him. Who do you got? I got Aaron Jones. Um... Okay, I got him number three. That's how high I am on him on Aaron Rodgers basically coming down and boiling down to he might be the only guy he t- he trusts. And he's like, dude, if you look over the last four or five years, he's one of the biggest touchdown guys in the like like just his efficiency is insane. Insane. The thing is, is like they just I don't feel like they've ever bought into him. I don't know if it's an Aaron Rodgers thing or what. I could see and him when, getting 130 targets this year in the passing. Game. And clearly McCarthy hated him because yeah. he would not let him on the field. But even in the new staff, I just don't feel like they used him enough. And but that because, um, but also like at his age, he's just a crafty vet that doesn't have the quite the mileage that he should for a guy of his talent level. Yeah. And, if he if he finishes number one overall, I'm not shocked. Yeah, but I if just, he finishes out of the top thirty, I'm also not shocked. It would just mean to me that AJ Dillon would be a top five guy. This is one of those ones where I look at how often I've drafted him in spots over guys. I had to, and I'm like, dude, I've I've personally done this. I got to put him high on this high on my list. So like, honestly, if if Aaron Jones is your RB one and AJ Dillon was your RB two. I don't think that's the dumbest thing ever. No, no, that's because I think they they could both score there, and if either goes down, the other's a superstar. Yep, 
Yeah, you, you have it. You have it covered either you way. You could play both of them every week, kind of yep. like Chubb and Hunt. Yep. You could play both those guys. I think every those week. those two teams. And I thought before Robinson got shot, I thought you might be able to do that with Gibson and Robinson, like like on a yeah back end kind of best ball type situation. But like I was thinking, I'm on some best balls. If you just grab like the Green Bay situation, like two San Francisco guys, and then like like two other and like uh, you know kind of thing, you might be able to piece together like or yeah, two of those guys are popping every week. Like, yeah, like, um, all right. So, but yeah, I'm very, very fucking high on Aaron Jones. And like me and Decker took him. We have this one draft for because like, I have my number 10 spot, Alvin Kamara, and I should probably have him higher because now it looks like he's not going to be suspended or anything. And so it's just because we got him in the third round in our football guys draft because everyone was afraid about the suspension because it was so early. And we were just both like, dude, we just got to do it because if, all of a sudden, it's like a two-game suspension or whatever. We look like fucking geniuses. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bummed that I got top picks in all my drafts because I'm getting, like, these the top guys we'll talk about later. But, you, uh, hey, by the way, Kamara, go back and listen to that episode, that, that draft, where me and Decker yeah. recorded it. So, yeah. Kamara's, like, a top five guy to me. And had he not had, like, any incident, he would have been talked about all offseason. But everyone, I feel like everyone just got so caught up hyping up everybody else that even now they realize like i i keep seeing him fall to like the second round still yeah when everyone knows he's not going to get suspended and i'm like this is crazy yeah it's, dude uh the best ball draft are you gonna still do that with me tomorrow night yeah 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 it's a nine o'clock draft dude yeah uh yeah if he's there late first round or okay on the if we have like, like the late pick dude and he's there on the swing and in the early second round i'm down that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a fun like grab that oh dude that's and you're gonna get such a good receiver to go with them like yeah yeah and dude and if you get a receiver the first and third to surround him there like you, yeah. or you get a tight end maybe like if kyle pitts falls in the third holy shit dude you just fucking yeah. built the lineup from hell okay um but yeah i dude i think the only reason why i have him so low though to tell you the truth it's it's the uh sean payton being gone there might not be quite as much creativity in using him but he's still fucking good, dude. Like, but it could also just be like we're not creative. Just give, so the give him the fucking ball. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Give <laughs> the ball to the best guy. Yeah, that's a very yeah. I mean, very strong possibility there. All right, number nine. Who do you got? Number nine. I got Joe Mixon. Oh, I got him number now, seven. Yeah. So yeah, we're seeing Joe him. Mixon's this guy where I don't think there's a situation where he could ever be a top five guy, but I also don't think there's a situation where he'll ever be out of the top twenty. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it, and it's you know, a, like it's a high yeah. high powered offense where, dude, they're, hey, if they're gonna really try and take away the deep ball there with Higgins and uh, Chase, there could be a lot of checkdown stuff for him. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I have him number seven. I agree. Uh, I he was another guy where I, I yeah, because I kind of did like a weird Bengals stack on one of my super flex lineups where I was able to get Burrow him and uh, I think Chase, yeah. And it's one of those where, like, I mean, that's not a bad little foundation. And and I think my other quarterback's pretty good, too. But it's one of those ones where you're like, um, he, he, he should get the the work. You know, like, I don't know. Like, Chris Evans doesn't scare me too much. But Chris Evans should have a role in the passing game, right? And so I do think Chris Evans is a – if you're not sold on Joe Mixon, then you're drafting Chris Evans late in the draft. Because he's gonna have, he does have a role – and if Mixon gets hurt, you now have the fucking Omega stud. Like, yeah. So, um, all right. Number nine, I have DeAndre Swift. Um, I, sh- I would probably have him higher 
a few a few spots higher. If I haven't watched the first couple episodes of Hard Knocks and I just saw a fucking <laughs> meathead fucking mongoloid their coaching staff is. So I got I have go. it. I have him at number seven. I think Goff kind of can't read things and just checks down to the talented running back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. And it's gonna work out for him. His speed, um, his speed. He's a speedy guy that plays in a dome that'll catch passes. It's it's. He's a top. That means he's a top ten running back in my mind. So yeah. Um, all right, number eight, I have Dalvin Cook. Who do you got? I have Najee Harris. Ooh, I have Najee much higher. But... So Najee being hurt a little bit this preseason and the fact that the Steelers are still playing, I mean, is it just they, that like... I can't believe they played him so much in that last preseason game. Is Tomlin just that guy who really wants to be like, hey, this is the first time I actually get to mess around with people with the quarterback. You know, like, but if like Trubisky ends up being the quarterback, like his values lower to me. Yeah. And if he, if, you know, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy by week five, no matter what, because it's just, if it's, it's a, Pickett, then he's higher. There's going to be way too much pressure from the fan base and everything. Like he's a, based on that, the seven especially guys I have after the pit win tonight against West Virginia. Seriously. Cause like he dude, he pit alumni. Dude, like, I don't know. Like if there's that kind of magic brewing from that, like those the the Yinzers could be crazy. But no, I love that. I actually have Najee number two because I think it's one of the few places where there really isn't so much depth. Like it's like him, like he's like a Jonathan Taylor kind of like those guys. Like there's no such a lack of depth behind them that there's a serious serious opportunity to just like even like you're saying like the Frank Gore year, like where yeah he could be getting thirty yard carry eighty yard games. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like he had one run like longer than 25 yards. It was the last run of the year that won me the championship. <laughs> it was Monday awesome. Night Football, you know, just like fourth and one. They need the first down to ice the game, and he just takes it to the house. So, but, I mean, he, he's in the top 10. He's really good. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really – I just – because I think he, we're going to see more out of him in the passing game. Now that Roethlisberger's got, I think Roethlisberger held the offense back with his average depth of target. He could not throw the ball downfield, and no matter who's starting, they're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit further downfield, so they won't I be able to load. I think there was a game the- last year he targeted him like fifteen times, though, but it was yeah, like fifteen yeah. times for ten yards. But I could, I, yeah, <laughs> see, I could see, I could still see him getting double digit targets quite often in the passing game this year. Yeah, and and, and he's going to get the carries, so like, like he could be looking at thirty touches, like 25, 30 touches a game in between passing and running. That running back room is him sitting on top of a dumpster fire too. So yeah. there's no competition. There's no competition. That's the thing. And that's why I have him so high. It's really the lack of competition more than anything. I, I mean, and also, dude, he's the only first round running back in the last two years. Like, dude, that something about that I mean, that says a lot, dude. That means they're going to stick with him. Like I was know. thinking, I'm like, man, there's like more Alabama running backs starting in this league than yeah, well, not Alabama running okay, backs. So the, the the thing is is that since Nick Saban took over, every Alabama running back drafted in the top one hundred has had a thousand yard rushing season. So and so if you're looking Brian that's why I was so high on Brian Robinson, because he was that guy this year. And here's the thing too, is like Alabama running backs, my theory on them is then since they always have four fucking all Americans none of those guys come in with a lot of tread on the tires. Yeah. Like they, they come in like, I don't know. So and that's the same reason why I don't like Alabama quarterbacks because they are surrounded by fucking 10 All-Americans every play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it makes you look a lot better. It's like the old SC quarterback thing during the Pete Carroll glory years. None of those the guys really did much in the NFL, 
because it turns out like, oh yeah, when you have all these like fucking top five draft picks surrounding you, you look a lot better. The only guy that did anything was Carson Palmer, and that was when they really didn't have that much talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy who kind of built that pro like that that yeah. run. So I mean, yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, well, fuck. We're UCLA fans. Fuck them. Um. All right. Number set. Oh, what? Number eight. You said who? Who? Oh yeah, Najee. I had Najee. I have Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota. Here's the thing: I would have them a lot higher, but I think they're going to be running away from, especially dude. They, what they're getting looks like they're getting rid of Alexander Madison. Um, or did they get rid of him? They didn't, okay. but they're kind of done with him. Yeah. Um, I think they're getting more into like, dude, the three wide receiver sets there with Thielen, um, just obviously Justin Jefferson and uh, KJ Osborne with Irv Smith as a motion tight end. I think they're going to be looking to just fucking like they want Kirk Cousins to get as many like 400 yard passing games as possible. And Kirk Cousins, I forget what it was, it was like 30 to 1 or something like that to lead the league in passing yards. That's a fucking sneaky bet right there. Yeah. Because they're, they're so, going to be playing from behind, I think, quite a little bit. So I do have Cook a little higher. I have him at six. And I think he ran the ball best out of anyone last year, out of the 11 personnel. Not out of anyone. Out, he ran his best out of the 11 personnel, which is what they're going to be running a lot this year. One tight end, one running back, three receivers. I think his usage is going to go down. His efficiency is going to go up. So it's going to end up being a wash, but it'll actually help keep him healthier. Perfect. So that's why I have him at number six. All right. I got Christian McCaffrey, number six. Um, I'd have him higher, but I, I just think it's kind of a dumpster fire situation in that offense. And and he has, like, I don't know, he's getting that age where running backs kind of start hitting the cliff. Um, and he's had injury issues. So Yeah, so we, we had Swift and Mixon at seven, so we are skipping there to sixth. Yeah, because yeah. we already talked about those guys. And then, um, yeah, I I have McCaffrey at number two because I just can't quit that guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, hey, I still have him in my top six here. but I think last year he had two number one running back overall performances where he didn't score a touchdown. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, he's good. I get it. But uh, the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold situation, there kind of scares me off of them just being able to move the ball enough to make him like red zone relevant enough to but I know Baker can check down. He right. may you know so next one I got in the number five spot I got Derrick Henry and I wanted to put I almost put him way higher because it's when I thought about like total point total points last year. He was the number ten fantasy running back. And he, he only, only played six games. He only played six games, dude. So it's like he doesn't really need to even though I, yeah, he's getting older. Is he gonna stay healthy, all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But even if he's only healthy for eight games, dude, you could just be getting a bonanza for those you could be just going eight no those weeks. Like Yeah. If if you want to ever have some fun, just go look up um his Derek Henry's high school football highlight oh, reel. Dude, yeah. It's like, dude, you're like, you don't need to wonder. Like, there's a few of the plays where they like they point at him before the play starts. It's like, no, I know who he is. He's a foot taller than everybody. Yeah. He's 100 pounds heavier than everybody. And he's faster than everybody. Yeah, like, you don't have to point I, him out. I just want to repeat, because, like, we got to kind of move along on this. But, like, I just want to reiterate, dude, he only played six games and finished the number 10 guy in total points last year. That's all I need to say. Like, yeah. I'm I'm I have him at number four, and then my number five is Kamara. We already talked about him. Yeah, but yeah, Henry's um, just, and so Henry, dude, dude he's the man. I dude. almost put him at number two just because it's like, because I mean, I can justify that. 
I with that that kind of like if he finishes number one, everyone's gonna be like, "Why didn't I have him number one?" Yeah, he's clearly exactly. The and you know what, dude? Like once again, another Alabama. Look at how many Alabama running backs are in this top ten too. Like Camara was an Alabama running back and transferred, and then you we got Derrick Henry and then fucking Najee Harris. Like, dude, but like, uh, yeah, Henry's just like. Dude, because he didn't quite start get a lot of run at Alabama, and then he didn't quite play. His he first played behind Marco Murray. Yeah, he, like, went, he, yeah, didn't, he didn't, didn't quite the... play as much first few years of Tennessee. So, like, really, like his age, I think, is very deceiving when evaluating him. And also, they kind of started throwing more screen passes at him last year, early on, and then they realized what they had in AJ Brown. Yeah, without the receiving core, he could actually become more of a pat if he gets three or four targets a game. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. All right, so um, at number four, I got Austin Eckler. Um, I and, got him at number three. Yeah, and I would have a. I I probably I I could argue him for number one, but I think there could be some touchdown regression this year there on his part where he had so many last year, um, and I I just think Mike Williams might be the guy that just really if he stays healthy because like the way he was on that run in the yeah. first half of the season, I think if he stays healthy for the season then it takes away a lot of those touchdowns from Eckler down the stretch. Yeah, I think Mike Williams is higher. Uh, Keaton Allen's lower. Josh Palmer higher. Eckler probably a little lower than he was last year, but he's still going to be so good. I just don't think he gets all those touchdowns again. And how how bad's that running back room? They just signed Sony Michelle because they don't I'll say this. anybody There's else. three running backs room. I think can get 100 catches this year, and that's Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, and um, Alvin Kamara. And guess what? I have all three of them on the lineup I did with Decker. So there you go. Yeah, that, that's that's, yeah. that's potential cheat code right there. Is all I'm saying. But yeah, uh, Eckler's dude. That chart. Like, here's the thing. One thing with fantasy running backs is you want guys at high powered fucking offenses or guys with just the craziest amount of opportunity and no competition. Yeah. So my top, just, my the top two guys on my list are guys that, with crazy amount of opportunity and no competition, and then everybody else is ba- like, if you look right here in this range, it's pretty much all high powered guys for the most. Like, like and Eckler is on that list, dude. Like, I, I, I think the floor for him is like seventy catches. Um, and also, he's one of those few guys, the players, one of the few players in the league that embraces the fantasy community, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, I just drafted him tonight, and my team name is X. Going give it to you. And uh, I have a little album cover with DMX EKS. All right. So. so my number three is I got Aaron Jones. Um, we already talked about him, but dude, yeah, I just, I really think he's basically a wide receiver this season. And so in PPR leagues, you're getting a cheat code with him where you might be getting Aaron Rodgers number one right receiver, but you get to start him at running back every week. And so that's why I have him so high. Yeah. I agree. We and, talked about him. And who did you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who'd you say for you had number number three? Eckler, right? Eckler, yeah. And then your number two is McCaffrey. McCaffrey. We just talked about yeah. And so we both have Jonathan Taylor number one. Let's close this out. Like yeah, yeah. because I had Najee Harris number two. Um, dude, Jonathan Taylor. Like this is the ultimate. Like hey, he's gonna get the fucking ball every goddamn time. And I think the offense, even though Wentz wasn't like awful, awful. He had 27 touchdowns and seven picks. You're like, oh, that looks great on paper. But he makes weird fumbles. He makes weird decisions that kind of like cost the team in crucial situations. I think Matt Ryan will at least be competent enough to to get them into the red zone enough where I think Taylor's touchdowns could really go up this year. Yeah. What's funny is my top four backs, I'm going to end up owning them in each of my four leagues. That's that's great. And, you know, but here's the thing with, with Taylor. I almost didn't put him number one because no running back, like since Adrian Peterson, I think it is, has repeated as the number one fantasy running back back to back years. 
But I was like, you know what? Taylor's the guy that can do it. And so that's why I put him there. Like, Yeah. He's, he's got a great old line. And uh, I don't, there's, there's a lot to like about him. He's just very safe. Yeah. You know, like, that's almost why I don't want to draft him. But I'm like, I already have McCaffrey, Eckler, and Henry. I'm not going to be stupid and pass up on Taylor trying to be cute. And so that concludes the running back portion of the show. And then we're going to get into the quarterbacks here. Um, I don't really have uh, – should I do, like, a crossover music for uh, the quarterbacks? Whatever, I, I, man. You're the professional. Yeah, I don't really have anything here. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I just looked up them all. What's, what's on here? Just, like, Ronald Reagan interviewing on The Tonight Show starring Johnny – I'm like, I, I don't care about it. Johnny just Carson. hit the glory hole button. Call it a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's a, yeah. There's always hold on, hold on. I gotta. That's a different app. Okay. Glory hole. <laughs> glory hole. Yeah, yeah. We got the glory hole button. We got the. Uh, I thought the generals were due. We got the degen button. We do a quick reset here. Okay. Now on to the quarterbacks. It's a quick list. We're only gonna do top twelve because uh, I think there's only twelve relevant quarterbacks. Um. I, uh, I I don't think there's any deep sleepers in this. <laughs> like, so I, I just want to mention one guy who didn't make my top 12 is Derek Carr. And two years ago, they did a study of Josh McDaniel's system, and they said the skill set and mental game, everything combined, that would best fit his system was Derek Carr, even more so than Tom Brady. Wow. That's a high praise. I do have him on my list. Um, but uh, a guy I didn't have on my list that everybody's got on there is fucking Trey Lance. Not buying the hype, uh, and especially after they renegotiated Jimmy G's deal this week. Uh, I, I I think, dude, if if he, cause I don't think Shanahan wanted him. The more and more I think about it, because I think he, he wanted Mac Jones, and so John Lynch like sold him on him. And said, oh yeah, the big tall guy, big fast guy, strong arm. Do you know how many ball passes in a game Trey Lance has thrown since the year twenty seventeen? Like fifteen, four hundred and eight total. Oh, okay. I think it was per game, but yeah. No, no. 400 total. <clears throat> where, dude, most college guys are throwing that per year right now, at least. Or fucking like half a season, it seems like. Yeah. And like, dude, he, dude, total. So, and also, it's like, he, okay, he was basically a one-year starter at North Dakota State. I understand he did like a COVID opt-out year, but I'm sorry. If you go to North Dakota State, you need to be a three-year starter for me. Yeah. I have a Trey Lance at my number 12, and it's just because... He's getting like six to seven rushes per game when he plays. I get it. Shanahan's going to do things with him They're that gonna, he can do. He's going to. Hey, he's unproven. Because like cause people are comparing him to Lamar Jackson. But here's the difference. Lamar Jackson <laughs> won the fucking Heisman. We yeah. saw what he could do. <laughs> we yeah. knew it. Like, dude, Trey Lance has never done it at a high level competition. Now, I will say he looked okay in moment flashes last year. Where it looked like, like you know, he did, was for fantasy production. I'm not saying for actually winning football games. I'm saying no for fantasy. He's a guy. Production. He's a guy you do not watch play. You yeah. will never want to start. You never want to watch him. So yeah, you put okay. him in your lineup and you don't watch forty. I can respect games. you having him at twelve, but I was like, I I will not put him. He's I, like he was like my Zeke Elliott on this one, where I'm like, I will be a cold dead corpse before that motherfucker cracks my top twelve. When I have, dude, no. Okay. It's just running is such a cheat code because if he rushes for a thousand yards, totally. he could be. It's like twenty five hundred yeah. yards yeah. passing. So if he throws for twenty five hundred and and rushes for a thousand, that's like Kirk Cousins rushing for five thousand. Yeah, or throwing for five thousand. So, oh, and speaking of him, I have him as my number twelve. Um, we we talked about that with Dalvin Cook just a little bit ago, but dude, you have Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best receiver in the game right now. 
and yeah. uh, Adam Thielen's a crafty vet, and KJ Osborne's a fucking explosive athlete with a great athletic tight end, Irv Smith. Dude, Kirk Cousins just and and also I think he only has one primetime game or two prime. I think he only has like one primetime or two. Two. I think he has one Monday night game and they have the their Thursday night game. Primetime Kirk Cousins sucks, dude. Get him out of that, dude. I think we might have a decent season there. <laughs> People forget this, but with the Redskins, Kirk Cousins is a top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah. And it's the same system coming back around in a way. And then I mean, it was like dude, Shanahan to McVeigh to. Hey, seriously. This, and I, I don't think this is hyperbole at all. I think he could be like a poor man's Matt Stafford with actually better receivers. Yeah, I have him at number 11 because. Jefferson's better than fucking Cup. 5,000 um, yards and 50 touchdowns is within his range of outcomes. Would you say Thielen was better than like Robert Woods or. Odell Beckham last year, or about on that same level, at least. You know, Thielen's I mean, different. It's just that, like, you can't cover him in, in like the red zone at all. Yeah, but I think this core is like Jefferson is more talented than Cup, and KJ Osborne over Van Jefferson is the third one by far. Yeah, Osborne, yeah, by far. And then I feel like Thielen's kind of like a Cup. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I would say like and what he can. They're do. about the same kind of guy. Yeah, so it's like because they're white. Yeah, they're white, white. They're white guys. No, so yeah, I have Kirk Cousins there, dude. I I think he I think he can really be a monster. I kind of have my. It's funny. You can just see where I have like the the bottom half is like the pocket passers, and then the guys that can actually run a little as it goes up, kind of thing. But I mean, that's kind of how it should be. All right, number who do you got? Number eleven. Uh, number eleven, I have Kirk. All right, I have Derek Carr. Um, yeah, and like everything you said about that, uh, I dude his. He's bringing in his BFF from college, Devontae Adams, the best one of the best three, one of the best three or four receivers in the game. Yeah, give me some of that. And dude, the Raiders play in a dome. Um, and like I was saying earlier, AFC West. Give me yeah. AFC West, guys. All four AFC West quarterbacks made my top twelve. So I th- I said this is gonna be the highest scoring division by far, I feel. Yeah. All four of those guys are gonna make my list. He just is always in the mid twenties for touchdown I passes. Know. And that's but what dude, if he, me if off he of gets him. a if he gets thirty five this year, thrown to Devontae and Darren Waller. Holy shit, dude. He could be a top five guy. Yeah. All right. Number 10. Who do you got? Dak Prescott. Ooh, I, 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 I really just don't like putting Cowboys on my list, so he didn't make mine. <laughs> so I just feel like, two, remember two years ago when Dak was lighting the world on fire because they just couldn't stop yeah, anybody? Did he like, I mean, since he joined the league up until last year, he had, had the most 400-yard games in the league. Yeah, I think he also lost like three fifty-point ga- scoring games yeah, <laughs> that yeah. year or whatever. Because yeah. their te- I just think the team's gonna be really bad, and he's just gonna have to throw it a ton. Uh, Tony Pollard, C.D. You know Lamb, be a fun bet? Dalton Schultz. You know, might be a fun bet. Cowboys fourth place, AFC, the NFC East. That might be a fun one. I wonder what the odds you'll get on that. Probably like seven to one, six to one, something like that. Because there's just so I many. Mean, there's so many Cowboy fans. Like, yeah. Like, the Giants are the Giants and Redskins are bad, but the Cowboys They like, just have no depth at all. Like yeah. Okay, Cowboys. yeah. Dak did not make my list. I have Aaron Rodgers number ten. Um and I'm not discounting him because of Devontae. I think he could just, he could still be just as good. But I, I don't know, I think they're just gonna kinda lean into the running game more. And that's why I I have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones so fucking high on my list. I I gotta discount it somewhere. And so it might come out of the passing game. Yeah, I Aaron Rodgers fell out of my top twelve, and I think I'm just burnt out on the dude. Hey, like, everybody fucking keeps counting him out. That's why I have him. I have Tom Brady number nine. You know why? 
these guys every year people are like they're gonna fall off this year and all they do is throw up mvp kind of seasons so they both had to make my top 12 i don't think he's gonna fall off i think he's gonna have one of those like 30 touchdowns only zero interceptions i'm not even throwing an interception it like the thing is is Aaron yeah, Rogers, I can see nobody him just going... believes in him. Wants to stick it to the world so bad. Yeah, no, and so that's why it's hard for me to leave him off the list. Even though he's now clearly entered his Nick Cage con air period of his life, he's just too much for me, man. Like I get it, but you know what? I'm not here to question his dating habits with the the obvious beards covering up his homosexuality. <laughs> I am here to judge his performance as a two time defending MVP. I gotta have. I mean, guy. yeah. He won the MVP like two years ago. Like the guy's really, the last really two, good. The last two years. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really good. Yeah, so, so yeah, I got him there and I got Tom Brady number nine. Who do you got number nine? Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah. I got him a little higher. Um and part of the Joe, reason for me, Joe Burrow, the reason why Joe Burrow's for sure a top ten guy is he's got two top ten receivers to throw to. And so yeah. yeah. And Boyd isn't bad. There's just no, no he's more love great. to go around. Hayden Hurst Mixon's is, good. Hayden Hurst in the right situation on another team. Would be a very good fantasy tight end, but he's just the fourth man at the trough, the fifth, sixth man at the trough, really, after Evans and Mixon and stuff. So it's just kind of hard for me to get on board with him. But yeah, dude, Joe Burrow's money, dude. Like The thing I don't like about Joe Burrow is all he cares about is winning real football. And sometimes that might mean he disappears in a fantasy, fantasy football game. Yeah, you know what, though? At the same time, too, the reason why I kind of put him so high, I'm really hoping for a Bengals belly flop this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really on Joe Burrow. No, I believe in it. I'm not just a Steeler fan hater. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. Utah, give me two. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Um, no, but I see Joe Burrow there. Okay, number eight, who do you got? Tom Brady. All right, yeah, dude, it's Tom Brady. I do. We don't need to cover this too much, but I okay. There's rumors why he went to Japan, uh, Germany recently, right? For his little thing. Some people say uh, because Jen's on these blind items websites where this guy, like this, like entertainment lawyer, drops all like the celebrity gossip. And apparently, he went there for face fillers. And if you saw his yeah. fucking press conference, you looked like. But you know what I think? Who's his wife? Giselle. What's her last name? Munchen. Where she? Where's she from? Brazil, Brazil. Any Brazilian with a German name, you know what's going on there. They want to go. Back, they went back to go find some of her family's Nazi gold. Okay, yeah. they got a lot of shit going on. Yeah, but so when he said he's got a lot of shit going on, he was Aaron Rodgers is out here dressing like Nick Cage. He's living Nick Cage. He's, li- he's, he's living going, the fucking he's doing national, some national treasure, treasure shit. National Treasure Three, starring Tom Brady and Giselle's Nazi gold. All right, you heard it here first on the Lux Tops here. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I but, think uh, for me, the reason he, I feel like this is low for him. And it, the reason is because they are changing offensive system or co- coordinator in that they lost their head coach. I mean, he's the coordinator. I think, <laughs> yeah. Tom, it's because Tom Brady wants to do his own thing. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I think it's going to be less throw the ball down the field though. Um, and he also lost receiving like, Julio yeah. And even Jones, with the, even with the O-line issues they're having, he just gets the ball so, out of his hand so fucking quick. Like I just, yeah. yeah. Um, Godwin being banged up, Julio Jones being not Antonio Brown. No need to spend more time on Tom Brady. Everybody knows he's yeah. Good. Yeah, he's really good. All right, number eight, I got Russell Wilson. Um, like we were saying earlier, already with Javante, like I'm kind of glad. Like a lot of these kind of bleed into. We were already kind of. That's why I kind of mentioned the quarterbacks they were playing with earlier. But with with dude, uh, this Denver offense, man, they if they're gonna just let him go, and they just signed him today. You see that? 
Yeah, five year extension. Five year extension. Two hundred sixty million or something like that. Two hundred sixty five, I think, with like or yeah. two hundred fifty, two hundred forty five with like a hundred sixty five guaranteed. Yeah, he's happy. He's content, and he he just wants to go to Bible study with Cortland Sutton and throw him deep balls. Like, so I think he only threw thirty five passes, like a handful of times with Pete Carroll, who just refused to throw. Yeah, the ball. and like, okay, I'm gonna say this right now: if you're playing daily fantasy, you're gonna want to start him week one against the Seahawks. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, Russell Wilson. Like average 280 passing yards and two touchdowns every time he threw 35 times. I I don't see a game this year he doesn't throw 35. I'll tell times. you right now. Do do a here's an interesting team build for that that uh kind of a game build for that one. Do a Russ Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Albert Albert O. Oh yeah 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 Denver defense. But then with like a Tyler Lockett bring back on the other side because he's they, gonna get some garbage cam catches. So are they in Denver or Seattle? I, I think, think they're in Seattle. I think it's in Seattle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see them, like, just going zero, like, not, I'm not even trying to be the 12th man. We like yeah. Russ too much. You guys yeah. fucked up. No, I could totally see that. All right, so who do you got, number eight? Uh, I had Tom Brady. Tom Brady, perfect. Number seven, I had Joe Burrow. We already talked about him. Who do you got? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay, I got him numbers five. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, we talked about with the Eagles offense pretty clearly earlier. He is going to run. He he's going to be their goal line running back pretty much. And yeah. if he if he was a if he shows any improvement passing, he could be the number one fantasy quarterback this year. I got him in the twelfth round last year, and he's just that guy that draft him, start him, don't watch the games. Yeah, because when he a, a third just a drive stalls out because he just misses an open receiver, it's going to drive you crazy. Points are going to be there for him. Okay, number six, I got Kyler Murray. Um, number six, I have Lamar Jackson. All right, all right. I see that. Um, I have Lamar number two, actually. I think, he, I, like I said, I, I put an MVP bet on him today. Tomorrow, I might not be as high on him because I, I didn't just put an MVP <laughs> bet on him. And I made this list earlier. But uh, he doesn't have passing weapons, but he still runs the ball so much that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and he's got Mark Andrews. So he's got at least one red zone fucking monster to throw to. And yeah. so I, I love Lamar. Uh, with Kyler. Okay, this is a guy, like, once again, I think there's two guys, uh, and it's him and the, the, my number one guy on the list, spoiler alert, Josh Allen. But I think they're the only two guys in the NFL right now that could have a 5,000-yard uh, passing season and a 1,000-yard rushing season, which is just, like, ugh. Like, I have Kyler at number three. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, he, he kind of burned us last year in the thing, but uh, these next five, like, I, I put Jalen over him just because I think this is, like, that Jalen Hurts contract year, and Kyler just got paid. And I think Jalen could really take a step forward this year in the passing game. Whereas I yeah. think we've seen the best of what Kyler could do. I mean, Kyler could take a little step forward, but he Jalen has the potential to take a massive leap forward. And that's why I put him a spot over Kyler. Yeah, Kyler to me is a where so Kyler's a guy who could win weeks for you. I don't think Jalen Hurts is. No, no. Jalen Hurts is a guy who can win you leagues by being steady for you every week and having that position take care of. Twenty to twenty five every week yeah. where Kyler could have that like 40, 50 point games. Yes. Yes. Like him and Josh Allen are the guys that are going to get those 40, 50 point games out of the quarterback position. Like, yeah. like so that's, I mean, I, I probably should have a power. And I just took him on my football guys lineup with Kramer. So we're pretty proud of that. We're, we have him. Uh, we just got Eno Benjamin super late and then Zach Ertz. That's kind of a fun little uh, Arizona stack going there. You know, Benjamin, good things. And we got Aaron Rodgers super late as our quarterback, too, with that. So I feel really good about our situation there. And we have Aaron Jones on that team. So. It's all kind of coming together with little quarterback running back sex. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I want Kyler there. Jalen Hurts, number five. We already talked about him. 
Um, and you said you have Lamar number. Or I have Lamar number six, and I have Russell Wilson number five. Okay, and who do you have number four? Because I, yeah, I have Jalen. I have Patrick Mahomes number four too. I think I think that's a perfect spot to put him. Uh, I like his MVP odds, kind of. I think this is this year is setting up for him to win the MVP, kind of nice. Just in, because of Tyreek Hill leaving, there's that narrative of, well, look, he just elevated Barquette. Like, like if he gets more out of Valdez Scantling than Aaron Rodgers ever did, I think he's the MVP. Uh, so I, I finally, I kind of thought Mahomes last year. This is my narrative on Mahomes. Like he didn't want to do the easy thing. And so with Tyreek Hill, he's like, I don't care if you're triple covering him deep. I can still get it in there. And he wasn't taking the easy yardage that was there for him. I think this year he's forced into that. And he spreads the ball around more. And yeah, I think Juju like, Smith-Schuster on that one-year deal, he's, he's betting on himself. I think that's a nice play there. The low end for me is 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I don't have him higher is because he doesn't quite run the ball. I, and he's capable of it. But he doesn't quite yeah. run the ball like the other guys I have higher on the list. That's, that's he, he's like 400 rushing yards a year, whereas the other guys are like seven five plus. Yeah, 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 five plus. Five plus. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it's fucking Patrick Mahomes, dude. Like, like let's, at this point with these top guys, like that's not. A, I don't think these guys. When the quarterback run starts and one of these guys is available, you grab them and you're okay. Like, yeah. like, and really, dude. Like, if you want to get down to brass tacks, the difference between Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins in points per game isn't that much. It's not. It's really not. So I think last year there was something like 44 quarterbacks that finished in the top 12 in any in a given week, right? Yeah. So like a, a QB one. There's not 44 teams in the no. NFL. No. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, do the math so, on that. <laughs> yeah. You, so you, you have backup guys that come in against the right team and could just what light it up. Fucking Mike White last year. If you started yeah. in the right weeks last year, you were, dude. You... I think he was the QB one overall. Yeah, and then he wasn't playing a week later. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. he had that like four hundred yard, like four touchdown game or whatever. <laughs> what was Jameson? Jameis Winston? Jameson? Jameis Winston had like a one hundred and eighty yard, four touchdown game in like week one or something. Yeah, or like I think that. it was five touchdowns. Yeah, well, like so one hundred eighty yards, and it was on like 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 fourteen of nineteen passing something weird. Like, like he barely even threw yeah. the ball, and like but they were almost all for touchdowns. So it was, yeah, it was well. Uh, so number three, who do you got? Number three, I have Kyler Murray. All right, yeah. So um, I'm all about the upside. Yeah. So yeah, I put Lamar number two. That's where we're different. So I have Justin Herbert number three. Um, I can these top three guys. I can very easily just kind of shuffle them. Uh, I think Herbert, dude, he's the man. He can run it. He's got two high end receivers. He's got a high end running back. Um, you could say maybe the weakness of that offense would be the the. It's definitely not the line. They have a very good line. Uh, I would say maybe it's the tight end position, but they don't really need a tight end in that offense. Um, wow. It's not quite the feature position. However, I do like my man. I've said this. I said this on the tight end episode. Donald Parham, fucking week one, first touchdown of the game. Dude, you're going to get fucking gnarly odds on that. Let's fucking go. I want a piece of that. But no, uh, dude, I'm I'm in on uh, Herbert big time. I have him. I have him in a big super flex lineup. I did. Uh, Decker and I took him on a football guys like I- I'm trying to get as much of Herbert as I can and it's it's hard to get him in, in these drafts because he falls in such a specific spot he's he's going ahead of Josh Allen a lot yeah no I mean for a good reason dude the guy I, I a lot of people are high on the Chargers this year but that's the reason why he's my number three it's because he's on the Chargers and we know <laughs> what happens there um all right so yeah number two I have Lamar so I'm guessing number two you have Herbert 
Yeah, number two, I have Herbert. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add about him? No, dude's really good. He's uh, only going to get better. Yeah, he's a five thousand yard quarterback. These guys are all five thousand yard quarterbacks up here, or like Lamar, a fucking twelve hundred yard quarterback on the ground. That can... And the thing is, he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns too. Yeah, yeah, Herbert. Herbert could have a five thousand yard, fifty touchdown season. He could. Like that's that's Good. that's in the range of outcomes for him. Like that's very possible. And so number one, we both got the same guy here. Obviously, Josh fucking Allen, dude. Let's get. Yeah, this guy is a beast. He's basically a goal. He's basically a running back two, and a QB one in one play. Yeah. And in my dynasty draft, I was honestly considering him number one overall or number one in my pit draft. I was just like, and then I was like, wait, no, 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 no. You, I, had, I had the fourth pick overall. It went like. Um, Taylor McCaffrey and then Chase. So I got Justin Jefferson. It came yeah, back. But when it, Allen wouldn't have been a dumb pick because he's going to be playing at this high level for, for another, another 10, 10 years. years. That, and, that, and so when the second round came, I grabbed him. So I was like, dude, I have like this guy for the next decade, basically. Like that's going to rip shit up for me. And they're going to do nothing but build, keep adding pieces and building around him. Like they're doing. Yeah. And, then, and then in the third round, I was lucky enough to get Stefan Diggs to go with him in, in a sack. So I'm, and then I made a trade in the fourth to where I was able to get both Hawkinson and Aaron Jones because I traded up out of a certain round. And then I added extra picks later where I was able to stack up my team pretty good. I have the best roster in this league by far because so many of these guys were like, I'm drafting this team to build for five years from now. And it's like, dude, you don't know what's, dude, these situations change so fast. I was like, I'm building. This this is dynasty though. Yeah. I was (laughs) like, I'm building to win this fucking year. Win some money, play on the house, and but do it with young pieces like Josh Allen, like Justin Jefferson, you know. But with the vets like Diggs and Jones mixed in that are going to help you win now. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen did like to me in any format, he's the quarterback one. Just the rushing upsides there, he can throw for. Every, I think this could be a Steph Diggs, Stephon Diggs like renaissance year too, where he could be having one yeah. of those Cooper Cups type seasons. Like we talked about him in the receiver episode. The only thing that changed about Diggs last year is expectations. Yeah. And, and people felt burnt by it. Yeah. He's he's the man. And Allen's the man. And dude, Gabe Davis is now emerging. And dude, and then they got Dawson Knox. Is, and then they McKenzie had, dude, is a beast. Jamison Crowder, a professional slot guy. They go and bring him in specially to like like dude, like they're adding all the right pieces. Devin Singletary is a very good running back. But then they go out and get James Cook, a guy who could seriously catch passes. Dalvin Cook's a younger brother. Like a guy who can seriously add a new dimension to this offense. Like like they have so many different ways they can beat you. And Josh Allen's the guy who's gonna like I, I think him and Mahomes are really the two where it's kinda like they have the perfect co- combination of really good scheme and like a lot of the pieces around him now. And but Mahomes doesn't have Tyree kill anymore. So it's not quite the same. Whereas dude, I would throw Herbert in there where it's like, yeah, Her- they're the, they're the, or I'm even Kyle Murray and um, Lamar Jackson where they are the offense. Yeah. It runs through them. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Like it's. And I think we might see that with Russell Wilson this year. I think and I think too. that's why he went out of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he wanted to prove that he's on that level with those guys. Like, we're like Kirk Cousins is the is just the engine that makes the machine go. Yeah, he's a very he's a he's a like highly competent game manager. But he yeah, exactly. Stafford's the same way. Yeah, where these you guys know, are you can win a Super Bowl with a guy like that. You know, oh, big time, and you could win a fantasy championship. No, what I care about. No quarterback preview would be complete if we didn't talk about our Steelers little. And I like what I'm seeing from Kenny Pickett. Let's just close it out with a little Kenny Pickett talk. I hope he's starting as soon as possible because 
Remember last time the Steelers had a rookie quarterback? Fucking uh, yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger went thirteen and zero. The team went fifteen and one. Ended up losing to the Patriots in the fucking conference championship, but won the Super Bowl the next year. Little shadiness, little shadiness there. Yeah, yeah. Went, went to the Super, won the Super Bowl the next year. Um, I, one thing I'm seeing from Kenny Pickett early on here is the way he's re- making the pre-snap reads and just immediately hitting the guy like in the seam or whatever. Like that. that there was that one yeah. throw he had to on that two-minute drill, the fryer move over in the seam, where I'm like. That's a Tom Brady level read and throw. Like, yeah, he's like a more athletic Mac Jones. If yeah. you're looking at like recent recent, recent rookies who yeah. just came in, like the game wasn't too much for them mentally. Yeah, no, no. I think I think he's very competent, and I don't know Trubisky. Even though he's got a Polish name in Pittsburgh, I think it's just gonna be hard for him to stick when you have a hometown hero like Kenny Pickett. And I'm just a huge fan of college quarterbacks that played like a lot of had a lot of starts in college. Yeah, and you know, fake slide. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they had to invent a rule about the guy, dude. That's where you know he's a savvy guy, who could, dude. And if he becomes, if you haven't, if you haven't ever seen that, listeners, go look up Kenny Pickett's fake slide. It's hilarious. It is very funny. But uh, yeah, Brett, thank you for doing all these previews with me, dude. This is a lot of fun. Um, and if you're drafting soon, I hope we helped you uh, get your draft up. And uh, yeah, maybe check check out our results at the end of the season. See how full of shit we are. Um, who knows? Maybe we fucking nail it. Um, but like the thing is, is what you heard, what you wanted to hear about every guy, you know, we said good and bad about most of these players. So it's like, if you like the guy, you heard what you wanted to hear. If you don't like the guy, yeah, you're, you you're thinking full of shit. Yeah. It's fantasy. Just do what you want. You know, like we're just here. Yeah, don't, talking. Over, don't overthink <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. It gives us an excuse to yeah. bullshit about this and work out a little game theory and kind of, uh, you know, see how. It's the same thing with gambling where you're like, man, I really like uh, the Broncos week one. Let me read this article about this sharp. Oh, what do you like? Seattle fucking moron. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm thinking Broncos anyway. It's like you're just looking for people to agree with you. Yeah, we, it's it, like life. It's not. Right? It, yeah, you know, you see a lot of like conspiracy theorists on the Internet where they're like, do your research. They don't do research. They're, what they do is what's called confirmation bias. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's going on there. But Just Brett, go and look for the article that makes you sound smart. All right. But, Brett, thank you so much for joining me on these. I got to get going. I got to crash out, dude. But I'll have this up later. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, and I'll be back with a uh, full-on NFL preview coming up pretty soon, I think, with Mike Burns, hopefully in the next week. All right, everybody. God bless you, and keep gambling. <laughs>